0: Support for this podcast comes from Avature ATS, an applicant tracking system that redefines user experience for candidates, recruiters, and hiring managers. Just listen to one of the many ways in which L'Oreal USA has improved their hiring process with Avature, as told by Edward Dias, Director of Recruitment Intelligence and Innovation. Since we've been using Avature ATS globally, we have been able to massively improve our communication rate with candidates during and following their application. Uh, before over a million people worldwide would never get contacted. Um, but with this smart automation and flexible processes, we've been able to change that. And that's been a huge achievement. Visit Avature.net. that's A-V-A-T-U-R-E dot net, to learn why global market leaders like L'Oreal choose Averture to extend the candidate experience from shoulder tap to first day. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine, than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Walder. Welcome to episode 229 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Social mobility is a critical issue wherever you are in the world. But what should employers be doing to improve social mobility and how effective can their efforts be? My guest this week is Lisa Scales, Head of Resourcing, Executive and New Talent at 7Trent, a large UK-based utilities company. Seven Trent have recently moved up to third place in the Social Mobility Employers Index as a result of their innovative work in this area, which is also seeing huge benefits to them as an organisation. Enjoy the interview. Hi Lisa and welcome to the podcast. Hi Matt. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, My name's Lisa Scales. I um, head up Resourcing at uh, Seven Trent, which is a utility business in the West Midlands.
0: And could you sort of tell us a little bit about the kind of recruiting challenges a utilities business has?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I suppose it might be useful just to give some context in terms of where my role starts and ends, so that it can um, I can I can talk to you about some of the challenges across those areas. Um, so I look after new talent, which encompasses our apprentices, our young people and our graduates. I look after experienced hires. I look after executive um, hiring as well as um, talent. So it's quite a broad remit. And across all those different disciplines, there are different challenges. We run uh, an operation which uh, supplies water and waste services to 8 million people across The Midlands, um, stretching from sort of Scunthorpe in the right in the north of our uh, territory, right down to Gloucestershire. So in terms of square square mileage and um, 70 through 72,000 kilometres of water pipes, um, it's quite a big region. Um, And within that region, um, our customers are generally also our employees, where we have 98% of our um, employees are our customers. And we have such a diverse uh, mix of um, skills across the business from your normal um, head office functions that you would see in any business through to our engineering, um, water technicians, wastewater technicians, and um, even to the point where we have drone pilots. In the business, which we use for leakage detection as well as surveying, so um, it's a it's a hugely diverse <laughs> mix of uh, skills required, and um, and you know we have um, all those challenges that anybody sort of um, in the Midlands does have in terms of skills, and we've got a lot of competition in the in the area, especially in engineering, um, and similarly, we are also um, in the country in one of the um, lowest social mobility. Um, areas um, across um, across the UK and Wales. So it, it's got its challenges in terms of skills. It's also got its challenges in terms of skills migration out of the area down to the southeast. And so we're, we're up against it. What we do have in our favour, we are a FTSE 100 business, which actually can be very attractive from an executive hiring point of view that you don't need to go into London to work for a business which is, you know, got a high turnover listed on the stock exchange and has some attraction from that point of view. So it's hugely diverse across, across the business in terms of skills, but similarly, they have some challenges as well.
0: So you mentioned social mobility there and that's what I kind of really want to focus on in this interview because I know that it's uh, it's a really big topic for you. To start off with could you sort of give us your definition what is it what is it what does social mobility mean to you and the organization?
1: Yeah so um it's a really interesting question because um we've we've we're really focusing on this because we can see a real opportunity for it. But um you know social mobility as a I, I suppose i'll I'll talk holistically for, first of all um you know we want to create a stronger, fairer society in which you know people from all backgrounds can realize their potential, and it isn't just the elite that have opportunity and um are able to enter the workforce and progress within that workforce, dependent on. Um, you know, the the class they've been brought up in, or even uh, the education that they have found themselves in. So, um, you know, being, ide- being able to sort of identify people that come from areas of low social mobility gives us um, a real opportunity to recruit people on equal terms, so that, you know, we've got um, the opportunity to give individuals the ability to, you know, realise their potential thrive and progress
0: so tell us a bit more about the, the, the sort of strategy there how how are you sort of looking to achieve this what have you what have you been doing
1: yeah so I suppose the work we've been doing and and uh, you know it, it is the midlands is ranked the worst region for social progress from people from disadvantaged backgrounds so you know we have a I think an obligation as a regional employer and one of the biggest regional employers to, um, to really get under the skin of that. And as a regional employer, we also have a real opportunity to engage with a younger generation from a school's perspective and open up those opportunities for people that maybe don't even know about them or have that, I suppose, that conversation at home with regards to careers and progression. So, we're quite fortunate in terms of the setup of our business that we have education teams that go out and educate our the general public on uh, water and the, the shortage of water and how we can use water more uh, efficiently. So, it really does start with the school's engagement piece. And some of the initiatives that uh, we're running I- are around our work experience programs, as well as our internships, as well as our um, undergraduate programs, and also how we're bringing people into the business on a more permanent basis in terms of our apprentices and graduate programs. So we are doing a huge amount of work around that and specifically focusing on um, some of the social mobility cold spots, which, you know, uh, obviously our region is awash with and and the interesting thing is, is obviously we've got a conurbation like Birmingham within our region and everybody would think ordinarily that that would be, you know, our target area given the denseness of the population and maybe some of the inherent problems that, uh, you know, a large city has. But some of the stuff we're seeing is is actually some of the cold, cold spots are, you know, around the more rural areas where actually not only have you got... Some opportunity challenges. You've also got logistics. You know, you live out in the sticks. You can't get to somewhere. Um, so there's 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 some rural cold cold spots as well as those inner city targets. So the great thing is is we have um, done a lot of work with the Social Mobility Pledge and our CEO Liv. She sits on the steering group of the Social Mobility Pledge, which is a, a pledge that you can sign up to. And there's about four hundred companies that have signed up to it to try and create a better opportunity for people across the country. So it's about, you know, making sure that employers understand what social mobility is and how we can improve our young people's opportunities through partnering with them, you know, making sure that people have as much Access to work experience and apprenticeship opportunities, uh, as everyone else, and as well as how we play our part in how we recruit people. It's uh, it's it's a fantastic initiative, and uh, I would urge anybody listening to this, if they want to have a look, it's socialmobilitypledge.org.
0: So you mentioned the recruitment process there. What what kind of um, changes or, or different ways of thinking have you had to sort of do with your recruitment process to to be successful at this?
1: Yeah. So so basically. basically Basically, I I suppose in terms of what we're doing, we take a um, a quite a a, a neutral view in terms of how we consider applications. So we do, you know, we do some name blind approaches, as well as adopting some sort of contextual recruitment practices. So, So, you know, including we always find out, you know, where people are obviously coming from in terms of academics, but also, you know location of where they live by their socioeconomic mapping. Um, We also look at that individual's academic performance relative to the average, you know, at their place of study. So it's not about not knowing the names of candidates. It means that we are, you know, when we're sifting, it's based on non-objective criteria. So it's about identifying where we're going to target and then not excluding people just based on certain things. So, I mean, the, the most obvious being is, is you know, uh, companies announcing that they'll only take people from Russell Group universities, which, you know, just basically, you know, takes out uh, a large proportion of anybody attending a university, for example. But I mean, you know, the, uh, the, the some of the stats around the problem that we're trying to get at, you know, for example, if you've got a a child with maybe less ability, but you know, lives in a high income family, they're 35% more likely to be a higher earner than somebody with a high ability that comes from a low-income family. So I mean, you know, that that's just an amazing stat in terms of, you know, what's the talent we're missing out on. So it's not only the right thing to do, but it's about that untapped talent that we're not even showing opportunity to and um, you know we had a work experience program in over the summer and we had 12 um, young people from um, social mobility cold spots and they were an, uh, they were a fantastic bunch and we bring them in and our work experience programs are more sort of employability versus uh, going to sit and shadow somebody at a desk which I don't think actually is is, is that uh, useful you know a uh, work experience person going to do and stand by a photocopier for a week doing 800 photocopies to me isn't uh, a work experience Um, we actually give them a whole program of events over the week in terms of how they uh, write their CVs what are the opportunities both inside Seven Trent as well as outside Seven Trent and what is the access to that and I mean some of them were just I mean I started talking to them about you know about not going to university and going down the apprenticeship route and doing a higher level apprenticeship and doing their degree through through 7 Trent. And, you know, some of their eyes Were wide open because I think they were sat there thinking, I'm not sure how I could get to university given the financial constraints. So, uh, sorry, I've I've rabbited on, but uh, you can see that I'm quite passionate about it. And being able to give people that opportunity, you know, we've got two um, uh, apprentices in our uh, legal department. You know, they're, they're on a journey to become lawyers and it will take them some time, there's no doubt, but it'll take them, you know, up to seven years, but they'll be with us for seven years. Earning a salary and and longer, I hope, um, earning a salary, but gaining work experience whilst they're doing it. So it's such an opportunity, and obviously the flip side to that is is they don't walk out of university in a whole heap of debt as well. So so yes, it's it, it, there's there's so many interventions that that people can make to help this massive opportunity that, you know, we'll never stop trying to get better at it.
0: You mentioned untapped pools of talent there. What, what sort of, you know, other than doing the doing the right thing, what what kind of benefits are you seeing as an organisation by taking
1: this kind of approach? Yeah, so um, I think I think there's so so many benefits to doing this, other than just doing the right thing. Having th- there's there's plenty of data out there these days on you know diversity of workforce, and and that's not necessarily just about. Ethnic diversity, uh, gender diversity. There's all sorts of you know different diversity that we're looking at these days, and we are seeing that as an organisation. The having a more diverse workforce is making us a better business in terms of how we are performing and how we are innovating. And, you know, the the water industry is under quite a big spotlight politically. And um, being a regulated business, our regulator off what is constantly challenging us to be um, better for our customers. So again, that's a right thing to do. But similarly, there is a um, challenge out there of how we can be a better business. And we're seeing that by having a fairer, more equitable workforce, that that will only ever help us. Um, and we are a long-term business. We, we base our business on five-year financial cycles, and that's how our funding happens so we're in it for the long term and it has to start at the grassroots of where we can engage with schools and work experience so that we know in five to ten years that we are training people with the skills that we require for the future. And those skills are literally changing by the minute as we get more innovative, as technology starts encroaching on the world of water, which has historically been quite a a traditional um, function. And so we can only see the a massive opportunity to be able to shape a workforce for the future
0: how are you sort of measuring the success of your various initiatives how um you know what kind of uh, results are you getting is the organization being you know successful in terms of social mobility
1: yes and and you know um we sh- as i said we'll we'll never stop um trying to get better because there's always more we can do and you know i i think it's I think it's a difficult one to sort of almost, you, you can't boil the ocean on this. You have to start and try and chip away at it and get some momentum with the business. But yes, we are seeing that we are bringing in a far more diverse quota of people. And these, you know, we're, we're, we make sure that we track the data really, really carefully in the sense of we have a look at the data from, you know, people with social mobility cold spot, and look at their progression through the organisation and, 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 you know, ensuring that we are very aware of where people go and what their progression is and the speed at which their progression is. The interesting, uh, some of the interesting things that come out of that is that, you know, some of our, some of our graduates, as well as our undergraduates, summer placements, etc., uh, actually outperform some of the uh, the people that maybe haven't come from a social mobility cold spot, and and I imagine, I imagine there's some people probably listening that are thinking, surely there needs to be some balance here. And so what we're not saying, we're we're not saying that this is the only way that we will attract and bring in talent into the business. But it has to be a one of the subsets of how you attract talent and how you bring them into the business. So there's no exclusion here. This is this is. Definite inclusion um, of all people. So, yeah, we are seeing we are seeing that there is a, a performance uh, piece. We're also looking at obviously promotion as well um, in terms of how people are promoted into roles. So
0: final question, you mentioned that you're a long term business. What's what's next in this area? What how are you sort of seeking to develop the, um, you know, the initiatives and the, and the things that you're doing?
1: Yeah, so I think I think there's I think there's so much more we can do um, in terms of how we are targeting our uh, cold spots across the region. And, you know, we're talking about I think there's I think there's around 700 schools that we could um, access now that's quite hard to do at scale so what we're trying to do is um is is almost use technology to to ensure that our message as in our, our doors are open come and talk to us about opportunities and it may not be an opportunity with us but it, we can definitely educate you on how you can progress with another business as well as us. So, so there's a there's a scale thing here in terms of how we how we get out to more people in these areas. So that you know, and we've we've very much integrated this into our larger diversity and inclusion agenda, and we've also got uh, more work to do in terms of our you know BAME groups. And we've certainly got more work to do. I think in the neurodiverse space, in terms of how we can how we can tap into that sort of talent as well. So, um, as I say, it's uh, it's a journey. And there's no destination. We are ranked annually on the social mobility index. Um, through the work we've done, we've 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 gone from sort of a thirty eighth place. I think they I think they look at the top seventy five and. Um, this is a, an index which requires a, a huge amount of data collected in terms of submission. And we uh, achieved third place um, this year, which we're really proud of. And, you know, what it's like when, you, when you're in the top echelons, there's, um, there's always the uh, want and need to stay up there um, just from a, um, you know, it's a, it's a right thing to do. But we've got a lot of work to do in terms of um, ensuring that we're keeping pace but also that we are ensuring that we're doing the right thing, not because of an index. We're doing it because we can see the opportunity, but also it's it's fantastic and, and is definitely one of the most rewarding parts of our role.
0: Lisa, thank you very much for talking to me.
1: Thank you very much.
0: My thanks to Lisa Scales. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow us on instagram where you can find the show by searching for recruiting future if you're a spotify or pandora user you can also listen to the show there you can find all the past episodes at www.recruitingfuture.com on that site you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me thanks very much for listening i'll be back next time and i hope you'll join me
1: This is my show.